Hi, this is Austin City Council Member Mike Martinez. I want to welcome you to the Tribcast. And I really want to find out, is Reed Hamilton's hair really real? Thank you. This is reporter Reed Hamilton here with the Tribcast for the fourth week of September. Joining me is CEO and Editor-in-Chief Evan Smith. Hey. Executive Editor Ross Ramsey. Howdy. And Editor Emily Ramshaw. Hello there. Where's Ben Philpott? Uh, ben Philpott is, is off today. Ben is home writing a short story about uh, Captain Kirk having sex with a hobbit. Is that for, what he's doing? For three days of the cruise administration. <laughs> is fan this, fan oh, fiction. Right. <laughs> is this some reference I'm not getting? The trouble with trouble. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I, I think all of us here, we, we plan to podcast until we can't sit any longer. Okay, we're done. I'm already standing. <laughs> not really a podcast, technically. Reeve. It's a non-podcast podcast. It's a focast. Yeah, I don't get it. Someone explain the joke. It's not a filibuster that Mr. Cruz was engaged in this week, but a filibuster, as, as Maureen Dowd called it. Um, it's you know, the, I guess the we're Texas just Senate, launching right into our first topic. Yeah, no, I was sick. Of, I was sick of your banter. The Texas Moving Senate on. rules are, are <laughs> what arcane. else? Is the U.S. Senate Every rules. Are yeah. So why do you so, keep inviting this guy back on? Ted, as we record this, Ted Cruz has been talking all night, but it's not a filibuster under the rules or whatever, but, you know, he's getting the same amount of attention, same effect, bringing attention to his thing, bringing attention to himself, probably raising a yeah. bucket load of money. Does it matter whether it's actually a filibuster? Does it matter whether the outcome of all this is preordained? It's effective. So why is he's, the, he's why is three this? quarters of an inch out of his tie at last check? It kind of it's it's drooping slowly. His eyes are slit. Her, her, his eyes are now down to slits. Basically, I think he's quite tired. He doesn't know how to. You know, know. He doesn't he know looks, how to ruffle himself. He, he should looks be you know, pretty robust for someone who's been sort of collar points sticking up and you know wrinkled shirt by now. Don't you think? You know, if for um, for Mister Smith goes to Washington, Jimmy Stewart uh, coated his throat with mercury so that he would sound like he had been talking all night. Wow. There's an idea. Uh, uh, not, it's not recommended. Actually, that's not what Ted Cruz did. He just actually talked all night. And surrounded himself with mailbags. So why is this not a filibuster? It's not a filibuster because it's just because they, the rules. You know, if you're if you're filibustering, you're delaying a procedural thing, and this doesn't delay anything. It's not a motion that can be filibustered. In fact, it was pre-negotiated, right? Right. So they set it up. So they said, yeah, you can talk. Talk your head off. Um, and they figured that I guess Harry Reid figures that he'll drop. Well in time for the Senate to consider this and send it back to the House. Well, I think they have to. He's planning on it. The new, new right, uh, legislative day, right. a phrase that we haven't heard since the, the since, special since session. Since the last right. legislative day. Right. Um, a new legislative day begins at noon Eastern. And so the fil- the filibuster that's not a filibuster technically, I think, comes to an end at that point. And, and Cruz was allowing us such a little while ago. He was in a discussion with uh, Dick Durbin on the floor, and right. it was taking longer than he wanted it to. And he said – Look, we got to do this faster because we, I'm running out of time. He's acknowledging basically that there's an end time to this. So, uh, uh, so is there is there a point to all of this other than just uh, theatrics? It draws attention to the thing that he wants to draw attention to. It's the same thing Wendy Davis did in June. You're going to lose, and you know you're going to lose when you stand up. But you're going to bring attention to it and maybe you know innervate your crowd and and maybe accidentally the other side. But bring attention to the thing that you don't think is getting enough attention. Cruz doesn't think that Obamacare will survive in daylight, so he wants to pull it into daylight, and that's what this is about. Now, that's – I mean, a lot of – obviously, this has drawn a lot of comparisons to Wendy Davis, uh, but like you just did. To argue, people have tried to argue that they're not uh, similar. 
I think they are very I think they're similar. extremely similar. I hear the same kind of whining right now from my liberal friends that I was hearing from my conservative friends in June. It's like, how? Ah, this isn't working. Why are they doing this? It's a waste of time and tax money and blah, blah, blah. No, but I, I, I do think that there's, there's a difference between the inevitability that Cruz is dealing with now and Wendy Davis's inevitability. Why? Because Cruz, actually, there's, there's no – he doesn't actually – create a need for any further legislative action. Wendy Davis actually got to the end of a session. There was not, it was not 100% guaranteed the new session would be called. Oh, yes, Doesn't, it was. I mean, it is theoretically, but it, you well, you're exa- the governor you're, doesn't have to. You're right that it's not 100% the same. I mean, he's wearing black sneakers or argument boots or whatever it is, and she obviously wore those he's sneakers. He's not wearing and, argument boots. You know, um, it's not clear whether he's catheterized, a, a detail that I may want to leave oh, to history. Well, he's got to be. But I'm assuming he is. It's although, been 20 you know, hours. but here's the thing, Mark. I was I think up. Ted Cruz I was a, up, is a strong willed individual. I was up this morning very, very early and w- watched Marco Rubio like from 5 to 5.30. And Cruz was either off the floor peeing or doing whatever, you know, uh, combing his hair. I mean, whatever he was doing. But it was clear to me that there was an opportunity with other people on the floor for him to slip out and go to the bathroom. And I don't think that the procedural uh, requirements were right. such that he had to remain. He's not allowed to – he's, thing he's, is, not, he's not a filibuster. He's not, he's a filibuster. not following <laughs> filibuster rules and you don't have to stay on so, the floor. So there are aspects of it that are not the same. But, but here's I, – I think what Ross said is exactly right. E- each of them had a cause. That Somebody they take felt that when passion. he says that. Mm-hmm. Each of them had a cause – you know, incre- incredibly passionate about the cause. Um, e- each decided to to make this stand, and invariably it was part sincerity and part grandstanding, as the very best of these sorts of deals are. But 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 Wendy and, Davis. And at the end, they become celebrities uh, with a much larger brand than they had going in the door, and the haters will hate. Right. And the, and the worst in the opponents will come out. And the supporters will be ever more supportive. And I think that contrary to what's been said, I listened to Morning Joe today and they were all saying, oh, you know, this is terrible for Cruz's future political prospects. I believe the opposite is true. I think this, this is enhances, like a for the people that it like enhances him? his prospects. He gets to go out into a presidential campaign theoretically and say, I was literally the last one standing with you. Right. I think what's fascinating about comparing the Wendy Davis filibuster to Cruz is how much pressure there was on the Wendy Davis filibuster versus this one. I mean, Cruz, yes, you know, he stood up all night long, but he could read Green Eggs and Ham and he could talk about Ashton Kutcher. You know, I mean, Wendy Davis was like basically had a room full of people waiting to trip her up at every single move. Well, this, That's a totally different kind of dialogue. That kind of goes to what Reeve's talking about. Mm-hmm. She was working at she was working a deadline. Mm-hmm. Cruz is working towards a deadline, but it's not till next week. And but his a, deadline is to when he stops talking. Well, right. but right, but he's not. Are you talking about the yeah, government shutdown? Deadline? Wendy Davis, if she talked till midnight, temporarily killed that piece of legislation, mm-hmm. and you know, so everybody around her was watching their blood pressure rise. Right. In this case, the people around Ted Cruz are like, you know, we've got half a week. Some of the people in the House are like, this is making us a little nervous, but they're not really getting. Well, it's possible he'll kill. In, 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 in that respect, maybe Reeve is is right. Maybe. Well, here's no, why. I, just no, think, no, here's, I think she put why. the ball back in someone else's court, and he's not doing that. Well, I don't... But, but what he's doing potentially is dra- – and this is where the coverage has, has at least landed for now – is that by speaking the entire time he was entitled to speak up until noon Eastern today, he may have, have pushed out the schedule enough, given the Senate rules, that the House now doesn't get the bill back, presumably stripped of the defund provision, until Sunday or Monday – 
and the deadline is midnight Monday. And so the question is, does the House now have enough time as a result of Cruz speaking for this long? Will the House have enough time to do something? Or is the House in so much chaos and, in, and at war with itself that midnight will come and go and the government will have but to his, shut down but, as a result? But what he's trying to— I'm not sure it's fair to put that on him, but that's being said. No, but, and, be but also, but that's not his goal is to force a government shutdown. His goal is to defund Obamacare, which is not what's going to happen. Yeah, this is the thing. is that If you actually, you know, if the, he has a little bit of a hostage here. But if something wrong happens to the hostage, in other words, if they have a government shutdown, it changes the subject and he's the bad guy. He, he, does, he doesn't, he doesn't want the that to happen. the very beginning that it's Harry Reid— and Barack Obama, who are choosing to shut the government down right. by not defunding, as opposed to he, Ted Cruz, and his allies, who are shutting the government down by not getting off of this whole defunding. The, the thing. picture of Ted Cruz and his slowly descending light blue tie is going to be <laughs> the picture on the wanted poster if the government shuts right. down. Well, it's, it's like any rebellion is noble in the second person. It's only in the third person that it's a problem. Right. right. I mean, Ted Cruz will be in the position of saying, well, it was their fault, but he's going to be the guy in the center. He's going to be the guy. If, if it actually shuts down, he's going to be the guy everybody looks at and says, well, so why'd you close the Washington Monument? Why'd you close the Yellowstone? But, you know, among his base, this plays exactly the way he wants it to play. Because his base hates Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's the worst yeah. vacation they ever took. And the angrier that, you know, folks get in Washington, even even Republicans, even members of his own party get in Washington, just the better it plays at home. Oh, yeah. The loser, the loser here is John Cornyn. Right. <laughs> it's like. Well, okay. the, John, the John Cornyn piece of this is unbelievably interesting. It's yeah, it's complicated. You got a lot of conservatives in Texas, Tea Party people, who are just taking John Cornyn's head off. You should have looked at his Facebook page last night. I'm a total loser. Every every Tuesday night, that's where Emily can be found. <laughs> yeah. There was also a rumor that his office shut their phones off eventually mm-hmm. because the, I don't know if it's confirmed, but that, that's what was out on social so media. What was on his Facebook? Page? I mean, just people furious, commenters, you know, slamming him. Uh, so I, this is why Popular Science is taking comments off their website. Maybe the Texas <laughs> Tribune should take comments off of its <laughs> site. No, but it was it was interesting the way that the the I mean obviously local Texas politicians local statewide uh, Texas candidates and uh, we'd help you but candidates. we don't know what you're trying to say <laughs> no but they uh, you know I mean they they came out you know very strongly sort of pro Cruz but of course it's like they have nothing to lose really there right but uh, I thought it was really into like Todd Staples sent out an email last night. Uh, Obviously, taking battleground Texas very seriously, he said, "Oh, liberals are trying to, to you know, detract from Cruz." And then he forwarded all by, of his. By how he forwarded all of his supporters a um, a battleground Texas email asking for money because Ted Cruz was talking about something that not even John Cornyn supported. It seemed to really be sort of a well. And he forwarded an email. He forwarded an email from Battleground Texas that took a sideswipe at. Cornyn. And I'm sure if you're in Cornyn's office, you're looking at it saying, hey, thanks, Todd. The Battleground right. Texas I thing think... the Battleground Texas thing said Senator Ted Cruz, sadly, I'm quoting here, sadly representing Texas, is in the middle of a ridiculous filibuster-like speech because he'd rather force a government shutdown than fund the Affordable Care Act. His own party, even John Cornyn, <laughs> is against him. I'm sure that John Cornyn loves Todd Staples well, quoting John, the blue yeah. but, 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 I'm not sure that that's actually right. John Cornyn is not opposed to defunding the Affordable Care Act. John Cornyn is opposed to Ted Cruz's procedural strategy to do it. Strategy. Right. Look, I, the Democrats, I'm sorry, no disrespect to anybody in this, but the Democrats are irrelevant to this conversation. There's no reason to be talking about, well, about them even. And the real well, threat, that's why I, was, I thought it was weird. That yeah, the, the, it, this that is entirely, well, except that they're the majority in the Senate. This is entirely Republican on Republican action here. Well, this I, think, is I think that's probably about right. The, the, Democrats Republicans. Are, the Democrats are in that position. The Democrats of, are popping popcorn. You know, the old rule of wartime is in effect. If your enemy's self destructing, stand out of the right. way. And what they're doing is saying, basically, look, we, we, have, we absolutely have a dog in this hunt. The dog right. is to keep the. 
Affordable Care Act funded, we're going to vote as a block. Even the red state Democrats who supported this over the objection of some of their constituents are all going to be basically there. It's the Republicans who are fighting one another. And from the Democrats' perspective, that's a spectator sport. No, but they right? might as well build it up. I mean, you know, hello, watch the Republican Party, you know, deconstruct before your eyes right here. It's It makes for great television. Well, and Cornyn, go back to Cornyn for just a the second Cornyn because the Cornyn, so the Cornyn thing is interesting. The filing dates in Texas are November 9th to December 9th. Cornyn doesn't have a substantial opponent at this time. Cor- uh, Cruz has sort of pointedly. But there is still time, right? Cruz has sort of pointedly not endorsed Cornyn, and if Cornyn gets a serious opponent, Cruz is kind of a free agent in this, and and could be argued that he's the guy who you know prompted the opponent. The he guy could, who you got know, Cornyn's yeah competition. I'm sure you know there's a. I wonder if there's a hotline between John Cornyn and David Dewhurst right now. So how'd you handle this? How'd you handle this? Maybe Cornyn's the next guy to get cruised. But of course, I'm not I, sure Cornyn should be taking yeah his advice on it. <laughs> Corn, of course, I mean, his argument is basically, I, unlike Cruz, am not trying to block a vote to defund Obamacare. He has not said anything that would, like what you just said, that would put any daylight between him and Cruz. He's, I'm with Cruz, we're different procedurally, right? Right. He, I, I, like Ted Cruz, I'm against Obamacare, and I think we should defund it. That's where his statement sort of stops, and then behind the scenes... Well, but there was a story on Breitbart's website that today, on the Breitbart website. That you did said, get up early, didn't you? I did. You I got was up reading everything. <laughs> on the, I was up at three. The, the Bre- nothing, nothing wakes Evan up like Republican on Republican action. It's true. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Um, uh, Breitbart's website reported today claiming to have an exclusive that both Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn were personally whipping anti-Cruz votes in the Senate. I, mean, I just think, you know, Cornyn puts himself – out there, and Cornyn is obviously entitled to have whatever position he wants, but he puts himself out there in this particular position, uh, opposed to a lot of the the uh, most energized and enthusiastic conservatives. Right. You know, Jonathan Stickland last night essentially stepping up to take Texas the House member to from take Tarrant County from Bedford, who is you know the unofficial leader of the little Tea Party freshman, or is you know positions himself out as a as a leader of the uh, Tea Party. Yeah, emphasis freshman. on unofficial. Well, unofficial. There's no official. Um, Stickland was out on on uh, Twitter last night, uh, frontally assaulting Cornyn over this, and saying basically, any we're, we're keeping an eye on you, and anybody who um, uh, doesn't support Cruz and all this, uh, we're coming after you. But and speaking of sort of the the uh, whatever rift there may be between Cornyn and Cruz, this folibuster does come at a moment when sort of the media narrative in D.C., the sort of this town crowd. Like the one of the driving themes right now, Such a Mark Leibovich suck up. Is, but I mean, the, one of the driving th- things right now, you see article after article, people do not like Ted Cruz in Washington, or Republicans in Washington. Republicans want to not like Ted Cruz. I, you know, this is one of those. It where, only helps him if that's true, right? I think this works for Cruz. It's like you know, the it really is a media echo chamber. Everybody's racing totally. to get the same cover on their magazines, and it's just you know, yeah. it's loathed in, in D.C. is great. For the yeah, he's the anti-Washington. He's, he's the anti-establishment. Is, That's exactly everything he ran on. Playing right. very, very well for him. It's a, it's the, you know, it's the Broderick Crawford character in All the King's Men. Hey, you Hicks, and he's getting everybody riled up against. It's a populist I mean, uprising. I, 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 I will say the one, the one place where I think Cruz um, maybe stepped into it a little bit was that whole um, minor, minor Ivies thing. You know that 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 seems to have gotten people. I really think that only up. makes people mad at five schools <laughs> this in America. Is, yeah. This is from his the GQ. Five, GQ, GQ five schools. Jason Zengerly's I think a very good piece in GQ about Cruz's profile. Uh, he, he said he he when he was at Harvard, it was Cruz, said of him. I think yes, right? yeah. Cruz preferred to not study with people that had 
uh, come out of the minor Ivies. It was only Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, right? Yeah. Was that right? The only they right. were. The, <laughs> I think the minor Ivies would be a great band name, wouldn't it? Start one. Yeah. No, but I, I agree. I agree that with you guys. That would ruin my fun of just randomly identifying Ben. I, I agree <laughs> that taking a position against the least popular institution in the country is probably not going to hurt you. Yeah, their approval rating in Texas in our poll in June was thirteen percent. This is Congress. Congress. The Ivies. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> Ivies are down. <laughs> yeah. We hate Yale. The minor Ivies. We're still waiting for their first album. We don't know what happened to it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but I, I, I do think that. You can say that the Cruz and Davis situations are different without taking away from either of them. I thought, you know, it's totally within their rights and they should, you know, fight for whatever causes they want. And but I think that they're different situations. Well, but in the end, the effect is the same. And that is that, that, you know, they were one of many and now they're one of one. They get publicity bloom out of this. Right. It makes them a star. It puts them on a pedestal and And, and the haters hate their, them even more. But the, it, it enables their future um, plans. You know, Wendy Davis is set to announce for governor. Ted Cruz is touring Iowa because there's so many Texas Republicans up there. That Don't he you to think, convince. though, that from Cruz's perspective, this has been a huge win in terms of a campaign in 2016 in which he has to differentiate Absolutely. himself from the squishes? I mean, it's a great, you know, it, it, it gives him something to go out and talk about with the Tea Party crowd. All anybody's going to remember six months from now is, hey, he's that guy who stood up to fight Obamacare. All this it, detail he, is going to fall away. Would he have done this filibuster, filibuster, if not for all the pushback in Washington this week? I think he's been. I think he's been headed this way. I mean, this is you know, if he wasn't headed this way, um, he's incredible. He just won the lottery. I mean, all the Republicans in the House were all you know up in arms and saying you know he was backing away from it and he was saying there was no chance in the Senate and and that you know. So right. I, I think they were trying to get out from under the. You know, they're all in this situation where they want to. They've, they've tied these two things together and they've said, you know, if you don't defund Obamacare, we're going to close the government hoping and praying that nobody would call their bluff. And for a minute there, it looked like the Senate, they'd set themselves up to get the bluff called. And if they close the Washington Monument, all the House Republicans are out there getting blamed for Well, I'm trying to figure out actually whose, whose bluff was called. Did the House call Cruz's or the Senate's bluff, or did Cruz call the House's bluff? Well, right. if, they called, if they called Cruz's bluff, then he won the lottery, or he, was, he very cleverly set up a deal where he gets to be the hero in this, in this play. It, all it, it seems like Cruz's bluff was called, but he's turned it to his advantage. He's got everybody screaming mm. at him in the media. That works with his crowd. He's got the stage for 24 hours. That works with his crowd. He's differentiating himself from everybody in Washington. That works with this crowd. Which part of this is bad? It's funny. I just feel like the, even the, the media narrative has changed so much in 24 hours. I feel like 24 hours ago it was, you know, oh, Cruz has really stepped in it. And now this morning it's, a, you know, look, Cruz worked this whole thing to his advantage. Well, some people yeah. are saying that. But, I, again, you know, the, the – It's not I – mean, once again, it's not the, the way that Wendy Davis, of, like, right. took the express escalator to the top well, of her the, party's The epicenter the of state, conventional you know? wisdom I do think is Morning Joe. And on Morning Joe today they were just pissing all over Cruz like he was on fire and they were trying to put it out. And the worst of those was Cokie Roberts. This, you know, this boy she from Texas. Held me as a baby. This boy, well, <laughs> I hope you washed. Uh, <laughs> this boy from Texas just trying to get publicity was how she dismissed him today. And I just I think, think she's forgotten about Huey Long for a Well, I just think state. that's a, I think that's really just missing the point. And so what if in the course of this he gets publicity? It all redounds to his advantage. I just, I, right. I, I, I think that they're, they're viewing this through a conventional lens. This is an unconventional situation and an unconventional guy who couldn't give two craps about, you know, drinking coffee out of a morning Joe cup in the green room. Well, and if you're sitting there, you know, a week ago to answer your 24-hour question, I mean, a week, a week ago, if you're cruising, you're getting all of this nasty media, 
you're putting together your speaking notes. The New York Times is against me. The Washington Post is against me. Morning Joe is against me. That all works. But but isn't he? I mean, really, if you look at it, he really is just sort of killing twenty hours that sort of they had nothing to do in. That's sort of of his own creation, right? He has been touring around trying to drum up support for defunding Obamacare, and so then when the House said, "All right, we'll defund Obamacare," and when the Senate said, "Okay, we'll vote on it," then he said, "Oh wait, I'm going to talk for a while." I mean, it is a he's sort of filling in a hole of his own making, isn't he? Yeah, but again, I think everybody's forgotten that in six months. I think this is all about he's the guy who stood up. So, I mean, does, it, it, so does this propel him to the top of his, the national ticket the way Davis's filibuster worked for her in the state? Well, I don't think there's an absence of candidates that, you know, Wendy Davis is taking advantage of a, you know, she's walking across the desert. There's nobody else out there. Uh, Ted Cruz has, you know, 35 potential opponents. I don't think it vaults him in the same way because it's a much more competitive field. And he's Canadian. And he has, he, yeah, it's got the Cuban-Adian problem. Still so. Canadian. Right. <laughs> I, I certainly intend to uh, to investigate the Canadianness of our Tribune Festival speaker this weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, and we're going to talk about the festival. <laughs> I thought we would do a quick detour, just uh, run through the Texas legislature before we finish up here where With what? Uh, Bill Calgary has recently announced his retirement. What are the dozen departing uh, – representatives mean, if anything, for the future of the House? So far, it's a small turnover. You know, a normal turnover year is somewhere between 18 and 30 members. A big turnover year, usually because of redistricting or scandal, is 30 to 40 members. We had a big turnover in 2010. We had a relatively large turnover in 2012. So far, this looks pretty light. It doesn't look, at this point, threatening to Joe Strauss's speakership or to the Republican majority in the House. Um, Although the course, interesting dynamic course, is one you've written about, which is that a lot of the people who are retiring are lions and not cubs. Right. And well, they you tend know, to be lions of the establishment Republican allies of Joe Strauss variety, and so the Polo Road gang is going to go from unofficially thirteen down to four. Right. So there's this, you know, there's a good side and a bad side to this. Strauss is losing the people that put him in office and have been his lieutenants and his chairs. At the same time, one of the ways you sustain a speakership is to replenish the leadership and move people up. People get frustrated if they can't move up. So I think someone wrote a column about that. Yeah, I heard something So who's the it. new chairman of uh, Appropriations? I'm putting yes. you on the spot. <laughs> I think Appropriations probably goes to um, Otto. Otto from Dayton. You think so? Yeah. Otto is an alum, an, an ally, pardon me. Of, and he uh, ran yeah. so much Strauss. of the budget conversation. Yeah, I mean, he's the, you know, he's the smartest guy in the room and he's a Strauss ally. What are you hearing about Alan Ritter? Alan Ritter's a maybe. Alan Ritter um, told people that he's, you know, thinking about leaving. He's um, the Strauss Prop six gets passed. Strauss guys does a he's, he's, he's been trying to get a water um, fund established in the state for years and years. He's finally got it done. Um, but Strauss would like to hang on to him, and, and so and I think Ritter there's a conversation to, if, going on about you know please Alan stay. If Ritter were to go, uh, he's chair of natural resources. Do you want a little context, and we'll backfill on that. No, we gave that up long ago. Um, I was, I was at, we did an event yesterday in San Antonio with Lyle Larson and Robert Puente, current state representative, former chairman of Natural Resources, pre-Ritter. Right. And I was looking at Larson going, if Ritter retires, I bet Larson is the, is the chair. Well, the maybe with the, with the chairs open in the way that they are, that Ritter moves to something else. I did water. Let me do something else now. And then, if Ritter, and Lyle if Ritter, were, if Ritter were to stay, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, well, we should say that just because there are a dozen right now doesn't mean there aren't going to be more. I mean, no, I mean, you know, you'll you'll we'll get a little bit of an acceleration. We'll get five or six members who decide not to run between now and November 9th. And then some of them will get knocked off. I mean, there are a number of members who are targeted within the Republican Party in particular right. for not being con- uh, sufficiently conservative. Are there any Angie, being, Angie right. Button, Angie Button, uh, J.D. Lance Sheffield, Lance Gooden, Bennett Ratliff. Yeah. 
Right. Are they being targeted in a way that is actually threatening, or are there? I mean, well, nobody wants a primary, and nobody wants to be Steve Toast. I certainly don't want to. Really, the issue here is how many. You know, we there there are four or five really. Okay, Reeve. Todd will edit that out in post. (laughs) Four or five really, really competitive Republican primaries at the top of the ticket, and you know, people that are going to be advertising a lot and gin up some. Um, voter interest, you know, in the AG's race, in the lieutenant governor's race, in the controller's race. So the electorate and might even change. In the ag race. In, so the electorate might change yeah. in March, get a lot of people out. And if you're an incumbent and you have a different set of voters in a Republican primary than the ones who elected you, that's got to make you nervous. Who, who's the most threatened uh, House member that's attempting to return right now? The most threatened Sheffield or Sheffield probably. probably yeah, probably because J.D. Sheffield, Sheffield on the Mark Jones rating. Sheffield is hovering just above the Democrats in terms of right. in, ideology. It's his, it's his first reelection campaign. Um, the which JD JD Sheffield yeah. first reelection. It, that's a, that's actually an interesting question because they're adjacent districts. Finally, and when, when JD <laughs> Sheffield gets attacked, <laughs> it, it reflects it on Ralph Sheffield, Sheffield right? right yeah. Um, what about Naomi Gonzalez? Well, on I think the D side. You know, my hometown always has. Interesting oh, politics. I that's think that's going to be a delicious. The race. question right. is whether Gallego's chief of staff is the is the <laughs> Donna Campbell of that race, right? Right. Whether he basically ducks while he's, the sheriffs at the opposite end of town he's an emergency shoot room at one another, and he just is, is the less guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Plus, uh, I mean, a pretty good credentials too. That guy. He's got a, a yeah. track record of a lot of work in Congress. They've already b- bought and chosen not to rebuy Norma, and they may have buyer's remorse on Naomi. And the theory is, if you put somebody who comes in clean in that race, no, no, Norma. So maybe we should have some context on who these people are. Norma. Norma Chavez used to be the uh, long-standing member of that. Uh, legislature from that district in El Paso was 76. Not as long-standing as Cruz. Norma Chavez faced... Oh, that was a a, a full of a buster joke. That was actually good. (laughs) Norma Chavez put uh, Julian Aguilar's story about that race on Facebook yesterday with an indication that the race would be different than it had been in years past. You read a lot of Facebook. By which she means she's going to win? Uh, by which I think she meant the tone might be different. She's a really – I mean she, her her oh. rep is – she's a really good street organizer and she can get out the vote in El Paso in a way that few people can. Mm-hmm. She's really good at that. But she, she got too nasty herself. last time She around. embarrassed herself in the last election and, and turned people off and they voted against her. Uh, so Emily she, obviously uh, goes to both Republican on Republican and Democrat on Democrat action on her Facebook browsing. Clearly. <laughs> well, uh, Lots of action on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about uh, how many of the people that we have name-dropped in this Mm. 25-minute time period we will be spending the weekend with us? Oh, probably not Norma. Many of them. Well, not Norma or Naomi, and neither Sheffield. Um, <laughs> Come to uh, think of it. But Cruz. <laughs> well, none of them. Never mind. But Cruz. Cruz. Stickland, Wendy Davis. Wendy Davis. Um, and where will we all be? We're going to go to... Evan Pluckers. Smith. <laughs> That's where the after party there's a, is. There's a special on... Los on, Pollos uh, Hermanos. On Wings. Um, now you sound like the Tribune Twitter feed. Uh, no. Stop I, it. Um, well, that's, we're getting together for the Breaking Bad finale. I we are, actually, yeah. Exactly. Um, it, it's it's, uh, it's going to be great. We have more than 2,000 people who will be in attendance at this What's going to be great? This is the Texas Tribune Festival, Young Reeve. <laughs> Um, if you weren't here at 3 o'clock this exactly. morning. <laughs> ben Philpott's going to read from his novel. It's going to be great, actually. Um, Emily's shaking her head. Don't do that. She <laughs> stop, stop it. Um, no, it's going to be fantastic. We're, we're excited about it. We'll have a lot of great speakers over the course of the weekend. And, um, and then on Monday, we'll all celebrate here in the Tribune's office that we're the farthest point out from the next festival. 
Right. I'm sure you probably start worrying about it that day. They're I'm going to say Monday. Who's going to be at work Monday? Right. Why, why do we do this year after year? Because we're masochists. Because <laughs> <laughs> we hate ourselves. We're self, we're, we're, we, uh, we do it's, it's it for bad. you, Texas. It, you know, other, <laughs> other people cut themselves. We do this. That's how I look at it. <laughs> Oh, all right. <laughs> that oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna try to turn. I thought you were gonna try to sell the festival. Read about it on Facebook. <laughs> now, now we know why Evan guess, wears long sleeves. I guess not. <laughs> but if you are into political discussion and whatnot, you can still get tickets. I believe you. You can still get tickets. Um, or if you just like to cut yourself, at texastribune.org slash festival. We, you know, we should actually say what this actually is. So it's Friday, Friday, it's a three day. It's a three. Literally, at this point. Hold on, last week, the two people listening to this podcast, Matt McCoviak and Brian Birdwell's right chief of staff, right. are already coming. Reeves' I think. mom is so already coming. Right. And last last week, grandmother. Last actually. week, Evan wanted to do like a PSA for the tripcast, and then it. he got up in the middle of the tripcast and left and walked out. So we did sort of a week one at the He's end. Blitzky, right? So we thought we'd give him the chance to to make good this time around. This and is, he has dropped the ball. He's watching a filibuster <laughs> all night. <laughs> he can't even talk. Yeah, as we sit here, the filibuster has come to an end. This is the great – and everybody gets their phones out. Right, yeah. right. Todd is still playing Angry Birds, but the other ones are actually looking at the news. Uh, this is the great uh, three-day event that we do every year, part of our big event strategy here at the Tribune, at which we ask elected officials to speak on panels and one-on-one conversations. And it's 160 people speaking over those three days, education, immigration, health care, transportation, criminal justice, uh, uh, energy, the environment – and immigration are the uh, are the big topics, and we have a number of people like Joe Strauss and David Dewhurst who, and Wendy Davis who are talking on uh, a broader array of subjects in the course of one hour sit down conversations. And there are parties, and there are opportunities for students to network and to meet uh, some of these folks. It's really a, a lot of fun. It, um, we we've gotten to joking that it's Woodstock for political wonks, and I know that's a line, but there is something about the for the you kids out there. It it's is like a, ACL for political it is kind of like a festival. Right. A festival. I mean, there are food trucks. There are there, food trucks. There's, there's going to be a live recording of the TripCast. There is, That's featuring true. at least one special guest who revealed himself to me the other day. You're not saying who the special guests are, right? We could. Who are the special guests on the TripCast? Uh, my pl- parents. The plan is for Emily's parents and my parents to both be in the audience. Oh, wow. So let's every give time, them, let's every give them time the Maybe it'll <laughs> either of you says something, they stand up and clap. The equivalent <laughs> of my, baby. The equivalent <laughs> of my mother liking everything I put on Facebook and responding in all capital letters. But we're also ex- – Except we're all... that our parents actually like us. That's my baby, the genius. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I'm going to cut myself. <laughs> we're also expecting – we were expecting Jeremy Bird of Battleground, Texas and Wait, former what? state representative Aaron Pena to join us. Has one we dropped were. out? Did something change? No, see I think after can, the... See if you can guess which one. I don't want to know which one revealed himself to Evan. <laughs> <laughs> what? Revealed is not the same as doing the old peekaboo. I mean, <laughs> talking the, about. It's not the same as exposed. No, no. I just this mean, now it does sound like one of those daily text and sex columns. This is a big problem. I just meant that after they listen to this week's. They might drop out. I, as of now, they're both I'm still coming. I'm not worried. Jeremy Bird and Aaron Pena. I'm dropping out. That's fantastic. So two liberals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two people that will not be there, as far as we know, are uh, Evan and Ross. I will they're getting the day off. There. Hells no. What? When How did I get roped comes, in? When this thing is over, I'm, uh, I'm making a beeline for... Daily be, Juice on Lake Austin Boulevard, man. That's uh, I'm going home. That's I'll it. be in line at Franklin's. Actually, there's a Northwestern University alumni, Medill alumni. On behalf of <laughs> Emily, don't care about that. Evan, you just shut that advertisement for Northwestern Ross right now. And Todd, we'd like to you. We'd like to invite you to submit your comments and questions and RSVPs for the Dribcast uh, to, to Folabuster at to Dribcast at TextTribune.org. We'd also like to thank Shiny Ribs for doing our music. 
uh, that is it. This is Reeve. Thanks for coming and listening to this podcast. <laughs> Oh gosh, hurry up. We guys we need to get started here.